Welcome to Pod Me If You Can, I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And we both just saw The Wolverine starring Hugh Jackman, so this podcast is going to be full of spoilers about it. Just a heads up, we always do our podcasts after having seen the film, so uh, see The Wolverine and then continue this podcast. Lloyd, 126 minutes of The Wolverine. You just went to Japan, so... um, I understand you've seen some of these locations firsthand. Yeah, I've, I've been to a lot of these locations, particularly the scene, uh, the whole um, shootout at the funeral. I actually went to that whole shrine. It was just like a flashback. I was like, oh, cool. There's that tree. There's that shrine. Yeah, it was really fun. Nice. Um, look, did you enjoy this film? I mean, having that sort of immediate perspective and... Well, yeah, you know, well, well, I guess it's best just to get right into the Wolverine, like uh, talking about Wolverine Origins, uh, if that's the name of the original, that movie by general agreement is probably the, one of the worst films of the whole entire X-Men franchise, I think. Official title uh, is is uh, the X-Men Origins Wolverine or something. Yeah, and that film I've hated that movie, you know I, I know a lot of my friends actually really like that film, I thought it was terrible particularly what they did with Deadpool Yes, uh, Ryan Reynolds was incredibly wasted in that film. Oh, it was horrible. Um, I, I, the CGI as well. I know it had that controversy with the um, the that copy that went out before, and it was all green screened and everything like that, and everyone saw it. But it didn't at all hurt the film. Like I don't think it would have been any better had that copy not come out. Um, I but, think it would have hurt it financially. Less people would have seen it. Yeah, they go, that, I know what happens. Yeah, here. that's true. That's true. Um, Will Wolverine? I think I was a big fan of x-men when i was a kid and if you ask any kid like 12 years old if they watch um x-men the cartoon series particularly you ask them which one's your favorite i I reckon all the guys most of the guys would say wolverine's their favorite everyone loves him he's like this star child that everyone holds to he's like a rough clint eastwood like i always said the only actor that could ever play clint uh wolverine would be a young clint eastwood and i gotta say hugh jackman's looking more as he's aging he's looking more and more like clint eastwood particularly with how he raises the eyebrow and how he delivers Mm -hmm. his lines so like a dirty harry and um I really like Hugh Jackman. I think he's really enthusiastic with all his performances. I think he plays with a lot of passion. I just saw him in The Fountain by Darren Aronofsky. Funny enough, Aronofsky was first um, assigned to direct this film. And, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, and I think there's nothing wrong with um, with Hugh Jackman. I think they got the best guy to play um, the role. And from what I hear, he owns the Wolverine franchise. Is that right? Uh, he's definitely producing it. I mean... He- don't think he owns the rights to the character but yeah yeah i thought somebody told me he owns the rights to the character and i'm like wow okay so he's playing with his purse as well you know (laughs) i don't know how much that's true somebody could comment and tell us if that's right or wrong i'm sure he's executive producing the films so he's bankrolling them in a way yeah (laughs) and with the x-men trilogy i thought he was fantastic in all three of it particularly number two with the um with that triangle relationship between cyclops and gene and wolverine and gene and i Mm -hmm. I i think that duality is played really really well um and with this film i actually enjoyed it a lot uh, I, there was certainly a lot of issues with this film but it was a massive improvement compared to the original how about yourself yeah look uh, before going in i took a few notes and i thought i've seen the trailer there's that huge nuclear explosion bit i don't want that to feel like um in indiana jones uh kingdom of the crystal skull you know <laughs> Indi- indiana jones survives a nuclear blast and you think did they just do that just to see how much he can survive kind of thing like it's more I didn't believable that. with wolverine because of his ability 
Yeah, it was. And I've read some posts which say his hair wouldn't grow back so instantly and to the exact length and stuff like that. Like, really? I, you know, some people have, <laughs> people have criticized it, but indeed it was much better than Indiana Jones. Um, I also thought there's a storyline, obviously, from the trailer where he might lose his powers. And um, I thought if they did that, it would be interesting because then Hugh Jackman can age with the role. But since Wolverine's uh, mutant ability is the healing, like his claws and stuff isn't his mutant ability because that's when he was pumped with uh, adamantium yep. sort of thing. I mean, he, he could survive it because of his healing ability. If he no longer has a healing ability, he's no longer a mutant, you know? Yeah, that's right. So I thought then you can have Hugh Jackman gracefully age with the role. Um, you know, maybe that would be an interesting twist to have him lose his powers in this one. But, I mean, there's so many iconic shots of when Wolverine gets shot with a bullet in the head or something and then it just sort of, you know, reforms himself the and the metal pops out. How his exactly. face forms. <laughs> and the amount of times he got scratched with a blade in this film and then he turns his head to the camera as he's healing kind of thing. I yeah. mean, it's iconic and you're not going to take away his power. What you're going to do is you're going to try and churn out as many X-Men films in the next five to ten years Squee- as you can. Yeah, squeeze it. <laughs> yeah, squeeze before he starts to look too old. Yeah. But even then, I mean, there's like old looking Wolverine in the comics. You know, he gets grislier and grayer and stuff, yeah. you know. So. And I think he, as Hugh Jackman ages, that'll suit the role more and more. And the final thing I wrote down was, I want this to be a great setup for the X-Men days of future past. You know, and spoilers for everyone in the credit sequence. You got it. <laughs> oh, yes. And I saw all that coming when the house lights in the cinema don't go up until halfway through the credits. You know, you know, it's because there's more vision on the credits. Oh, very clever. OK. But I mean, I was always going to hang around. The, the whole thing with superhero films is they plug another superhero film in the credits or after the credits. You know, those post credit scenes have become, you know, synonymous with. Um, superhero and comic book films so yeah i was i was very excited to see uh magneto and um charles xavier again i thought it was great very much looking forward to doing a podcast on uh x-men days of it's future it's gonna past. be so awesome i heard brian singer's back in line for it yep yeah no, and they're already shooting fail. it can't fail <laughs> and look i mean it's gonna wipe away x-men the last stand just to quickly go off topic about it um, because it's going to be a time travel piece, and I've mentioned this in the upcoming films uh, podcast we did, but it's a time travel piece, so you're going to go back in time. Wolverine's going to be the one who travels back in time, probably because due to his healing ability, he's the only one that can survive it, you know? Yeah. Um, he goes back in time, changes something. Then I want to see Jean Grey not be dead, right? Yeah. But... Cyclops also not be dead so he saves her but she's with another man she's with Cyclops again and he's she's still unattainable you know yeah that's the um the vision I'm imagining for days of future past I mean it really it's it could be anything couldn't it there's so many people in this film so many potential you know amazing things anyway I could talk about it all day, and I will when we um, finally see it. Just in so May everyone knows, we both grew up watching the cartoon series, and I actually read a lot of the comics when I was young, so this is a huge thing for us. <laughs> and look, I'm a huge fan as well of the old-school Sega Mega Drive game of X-Men where you can play as Nightcrawler, Gambit, Cyclops, or uh, Wolverine. And Who's, who's your favourite character in, in X-Men? Cyclops was one of my favourites as well as Wolverine. I mean, it's, it's hard to 
to beat the sort of raw blasting power from his eyes you know can gambit. sort of take on gambit. i don't know cyclops okay i like gambit <laughs> <laughs> you like gambit yeah i like gambit i really wish uh, that's another thing i had problems with wolverine the origins the gambit character mm. was just wow okay just throw that down the drain <laughs> Okay, back to the Wolverine. We're going yep. too far off topic, but sure. <laughs> what did you think of the dream sequences with Jean Grey? Oh, I I thought they got me right away. I was like, what? How are they together? And then, you know, that initial shock and then, okay, it's just a dream sequence. And dream how within he, a dream. Dream within a dream and how he stabs people. I thought that was a great joke, like how he sleeps and all of a sudden, because of his bad dreams, he starts flinching people. It's like, man, maybe he should wear a special suit for that. <laughs> <laughs> and he wakes up from that, um, the guy who's healing him, the veterinarian, and he goes, oh, he's, uh, he flinches when he goes to shake his hand. He goes, oh, it's because you've cut him several times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny because it's like is he a doctor and he goes he's a veterinarian <laughs> yeah. student <laughs> yeah. you know we talked about man of steel the other week and the thing is this film had those humorous moments you yeah. know that you want to see as well as the action everything hugh jackman poked fun at himself you know he, he and, had the best was, light as well how do you know there was a pool there i did it <laughs> yeah exactly it was amazing audience uh, burst out laughing for that i don't know about your audience no i had four people in my cinema i was the only one okay. laughing <laughs> um look I, I liked a lot about this film i had a few problems as i always do um but i, I thought it was interesting how he's promising gene gray you know uh, i'll never hurt anyone ever again and then all he does for the rest of the film is uh, start to hurt people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I Starting with didn't, a bear. I don't, I don't like threads of uh, dream sequences. It becomes too repetitive. And, you know, you got to have it in three beats. One, the first one, and then the second one. And then the third one resolves it, like he's exercised the demon within him sort of thing. I, I just find it too tiresome all the time. But um, the yeah. initial dream sequence got me, and that was great when he stabs her. And it's just like, oh, right, yeah, he's very dangerous to have nearby <laughs> and also it's the kind of thing where if you haven't seen x-men the last stand the third one you might not know that he killed gene gray you know yeah um so this is an effort to tie those storylines together you know and this will really matter if he does get to save her through time travel in the next one yeah you know, in the next x-men film um the whole bit at the beginning where he's incredibly hairy um it really reminded me of this comic book called uh what if where um wolverine goes feral and um he's basically because he's been away from humanity so long he um sort of has gone into the most animalistic state and i think uh, i've doesn't seen that yeah i think i've seen the front cover of that picture and he's yeah, all nice. they got all the tubes attached to him in the front cover and stuff and he's all hairy and he's like a beast yeah yeah and he um he's being hunted by um cable who's future son of um jean gray and uh cyclops and, in another universe or something and now and i've so gone cross-eyed <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and um he's trying to find wolverine and then like he's got all these mementos from his world and bring him back and stuff and wolverine like uh rejects the idea of coming back so much that he winds up uh slicing off his hand to escape a trap that he's trapped in jeez so like he yeah he completely goes feral and it, the whole the early stuff really reminded me of that and i thought that was really interesting um you know he immediately stabs to go back to the i won't hurt anyone anymore he immediately stabs that arrow into that guy's hand <laughs> he's forced he's forced to kill the bear 
he goes on like a slashing rampage at the funeral. It's just like, you know, he he got over that pretty quickly. <laughs> it's funny how no one spots the guy in the funeral scene, the guy on the roof. No one spots yeah. him. It's just like, I've been to that place. I could easily spot if somebody's on the roof. I don't know. Just oh, The ninja on the roof. I liked how he made his pledge out loud. So it's like, dear audience, this is what I'm here for. Here is the exposition you require to know who I am. I'm a good guy and I will protect the girl. <laughs> Did you find Thanks. Wolverine... <laughs> Do you find Wolverine is too overpowered? There are too many scenes where he gets cut and there's nothing I feel like there's nothing the bad guys can do to hurt him like there's a big battle sequence between him and the girl's father the main lead's father I, I, I should have looked up these names <laughs> I'll never remember I them, know but. you mean Mariko's father yeah yeah Mariko's father and he does more damage to Wolverine than anyone has in all of the Wolverine films that have come before he stabs him over and over again he's clearly a better swordsman a better fighter and he even stabs Wolverine from what I understand through the heart and, and yeah. Wolverine just pulls out the sword. I was actually going for the bad guy because I was like, well, this is stupid. There's nothing that guy can do to hurt him unless he chops off his head. Well, I don't know that you could because unless your blade was hot adamantium, oh, you yeah, couldn't sort of yeah. dice through the neck because his bone is all metal. How did he stab him then through... Oh, th- I through guess the that chest. pierced. Yeah, through the chest. The gap okay. in the rib yeah. cage, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right. It's hard to kill Wolverine. It is. It's really hard to kill Wolverine. And by the way, that scene, I was flinching. There's a scene when Wolverine um, is having that operation on him. He scans himself, sees the sonic attached to his heart. So he cuts himself in the chest with one of his blades and he reaches inside his chest to in, into his heart to pull out that mechanical be- uh, machine that's picking away mm. at him. I was flinching. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't stand surgery. I'll probably faint. That's why I could never become an ambulance <laughs> you almost could have had the Jean Grey um, next last beat of her Flash storyline where he dies on the table there. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then he heals and comes back. You know. Yeah, that's right. Um, there might have been a nice lull in that scene because it was like all action. I don't know. Um, then you also would have gone, "Oh my gosh, she really did die." You know, when you see him with Jean Grey, you might have a moment of. You know, thinking he's not going to heal and that's it, you know? Credit to James Mangfold because it's hard to do Wolverine without the gore. And I think he did really well with that, like not showing the actual visceral insertion of the blades or anything like that. I do think you see his chest being cut, but he doesn't bother to show the hand being reached in. It's all implied from memory yeah. anyway, and it was still as powerful. So that that's really good. I can't believe this has got a PG-13 rating uh, for America. Well, the- I think that's our M rating here. Yeah, there is a rumour that there's an R-rated version of this that might be released on DVD. Oh, okay. Um, December is when it comes out, just in time for Christmas Kids. So, yeah. uh, see how I, we go. <laughs> I got the cup for this, um, the promotion cup with Hoyts in Australia. You get a cup and popcorn, and there's three blades coming out of the cup, uh, and then the straw goes into the right of that or left of that. <laughs> um, just a weird design. The really plastic blades that are coming out, like, just feels really cheap. <laughs> really? Yeah. I had no idea that even existed. I would have <laughs> thought it would have been easier to have the straw go in one of the blades yeah yeah and that'll be one of the blades, blades. yeah <laughs> mm. um the the sidekick character the girl um she, she can uh, see your death yeah 
Yeah, she says something on the plane which made me really interested where he says, you know, he's afraid of flying, which is a very human thing for Wolverine to have. Um, and he says, do I die on this plane? And she says, no, not on this plane. And the way she said this plane made me think he dies on another plane. Maybe it's but then the, obviously the black bird, the black thing. I can't remember the name of the bird, the, the, the aircraft carrier. The X-Wing? The, the X-Wing, yeah, I think so. He doesn't die on the X-Wing, though. I mean, it's like... No, a, maybe what is what she's referring to. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it just made me think, oh, is he going to die in a future movie on a plane? But then immediately when she says, I saw your death, you know she hasn't seen his death before that. Mm. You know? Just the way she delivers that line sounds like she's emphasizing this. Like, yeah. not on this plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when he goes through the metal detectors and then he's like, I've got a hip replacement, you know? And it's all, <laughs> I'll take it's the humorous pat down. <laughs> yeah. These humorous one-liners, yeah, they're really good. Um, the scene where he gets washed by those two ladies, I mean, yep. that's clearly been put in to be one of so many scenes of him taking his shirt off, hasn't it? Yeah, he, he looks so buff in this film. He looks massive and veiny. <laughs> Do you know who he had help training from? The Rock. Oh, right, okay. Well, that's probably the yeah. best guy to go to. <laughs> Yeah, Dwayne Johnson, I think that's a good guy to consult on this film. <laughs> um, do you think eternity can be a curse? You know, the theme of this film is that everyone he knows will die and, you know, he's going to outlive them and he's stuck. He's never going to be able to save everyone he loves and stuff. Gene Grey, he failed and maybe he will fail Mariko. And Absolutely. Do you think eternity? Absolutely. And it's a hard... I know a lot of vampire movies have, have um, sort of delved into that theme. Um, and it's one theme that they could definitely go into with the Wolverine. You're absolutely right. He's a Ronin, though. Yeah, yeah. A samurai without a master. Yeah, immortality is a curse as well, you know. I think um, a great line from that really awful movie um, with Bruce Willis and Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. Uh, Death becomes Death becomes her. a... Uh, I can't remember the line. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good line. Yeah. <laughs> Memorable film. You couldn't remember the name yeah. of the line. <laughs> oh, it was a terrible movie. <laughs> um, Dr. Green, his uh, oncologist or whatever, she is a mutant. She is Viper. She is wasted in this film. She's not necessary. And you could have <laughs> easily told this story without her, I think. I, I have no idea who she is or what. I'm surprised they didn't use a fundamental X-Men villain in this, like Sabretooth or something like that. I'm shocked that they went with somebody that... I don't know, maybe the the comic book geeks know who she is, but I personally was like, I have no idea who she is. Yeah, well, I'm thinking she must be somebody or some amalgamation of some people, but, like, I'm not sure who she's supposed to be. And I think she's completely unnecessary, mm. you know? Like, this this part could have been filled by, you know, another japanese person or she really stands out you know yeah she's like a big russian tall model and she's slinking in and out of every shot yeah that she's in and it's like what are you even doing here like this just doesn't feel like it fits <laughs> no i completely agree yeah that for me like it, it takes you out of the film so i don't know uh what did you make of the uh incredibly tattooed gang 
the yakuza <laughs> well the yakuza. that yeah that's a common thing like in japan they don't like anyone with tattoos because it represents that you're part of the underworld mm. and like i heard even joe rogan on his podcast when he went over for the ufc he actually got kicked out of a gym because of his tattoos he had to come back and wear sleeves so they're okay. very against that so when you see somebody with tattoos you know it's like a guy wearing black in a film is obviously the oh, a black leather jacket in the film is either the antagonist or the the, the villain you know <laughs> yeah look um when he saw the tattoo and the sleeve and stuff you know it's setting up for a great action scene oh, yeah, and i just yeah. i was impressed with how the action was handled i think james mangold's done a good job considering yeah. he's got like uh girl interrupted and he worked with uh, hugh jackman on kate and leopold so you know that's like not especially action-packed i would have loved to have seen this done by darren aronofsky it's just a big what if moment for me yeah well i mean you can always imagine but i think this was handled really well yeah. like i think yeah. direction wise it was really solid and i mean especially i'm very impressed with the the one-liners the jokes you know i mean where you have the love hotel and they choose mission to mars <laughs> you know i was the only one laughing in my movie movie theater i don't get it <laughs> there's the rotating bed and this, yeah. like, this is the humor the pillows that are asteroids <laughs> yeah this is the humor that man of steel was lacking if it yeah, had this that's a good point this kind of stuff like just quick ones you know you could easily sort of slip in more um more humor i mean for me the bit of this that bugged me was fighting on the 300 kilometer an hour bullet train i've been on that train and that was that thing is amazing you really have to see that to appreciate that speed <laughs> yeah look the physics of how they're able to jump and land back on the train and i know he's got claws he would have a much better chance of doing this than all the henchmen i want to say it it was a spectacular scene but what a dumb scene it was so stupid there's a moment where the yakuza guy's stabbing his knife trying to inch closer to the girl and he's looking through the window at the yep. girl oh there she is i'm thinking what could you possibly do from that position that train is going oh, you're, you're dead you're basically on top of there wolverine's gonna survive you're gonna die like it was yep. just such a stupid sequence <laughs> And I kept thinking about how they're stabbing claws and blades into the top of the train. Wouldn't anybody on the train see that? Yeah. Shouldn't yeah, there have been a quick insert shot of blades coming down? Yeah, and somebody, like the, somebody sitting there like a kid looking up going, what is that? And somebody going, don't worry about it. <laughs> or somebody going, we better move seats or something. Yeah. You know, just, I don't know. It just felt like... It was frustrating to me, that whole train sequence. Obviously, it's in there. It's spectacular. Wasn't that funny how he fakes the jump? Like, the, the Yakuza guy's looking at him when there's going to be a sign. And Wolverine, yeah. like, reacts going, oh, I'm going to jump. And he fakes the jump. So the, the Asian guy jumps and hits the pole. That was great. Absolutely. <laughs> um, a couple of things were distracting about this film. One, Jean Grey seems a lot bustier than I remember <laughs> in all the flashbacks. She, she's a very beautiful woman. She's aging really well as well yeah no well she's back for the next one so we'll see how she looks there yeah they're filming it at the moment so probably she only did this uh, in a couple of days her yeah. dream sequences so yeah and she was she just came off hansel and gretel i think um she played the main oh uh, she was with, the witch yeah the villain witch in that and she's doing that so she yeah she's great i, I she looks great <laughs> and the other thing about seeing this on the big screen is that viper lady has a very distracting mole right near her lips <laughs> it's a beauty mole yes it's, it's very distracting it's pronounced mole <laughs> <laughs> mole 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah she suppresses his powers which makes a lot more sense than him losing his ability to heal and regenerate yeah um you know when he sees that thing on his heart it's interesting because i don't you know 
I don't know how that would work. Obviously, it's something you've got to kind of go along with, but yeah. it's worth considering. Yep. He um. Uh, he he embraces becoming the Wolverine when he fights um, Mariko's dad. You know, and when uh, there's that scene where he says, "What kind of monster are you?" And yeah. he says, "The Wolverine," yeah. right before he kills him, kind of thing. This is him embracing this character. This is he's lost and he's found by the end. You know, mm. um, he he basically, um, you know, is a man of honor, isn't he? Yeah. You know, and and he's very susceptible to falling in love. He, he easily seems to find people he connects with. Just that immortality thing, which isn't really a problem, is it? I mean, yeah. for me, it's going to serve as something amazing in the next film and the means of somebody being able to time travel. It's going to be Wolverine, you know? Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. When, um, when he has the healing ability, I really feel like it makes for a much better fight sequence. Um, when he's getting shot and getting beaten and stuff like that, and you have all that vibrating kind of, oh, I'm feeling pain kind of shots and stuff. You know, that's not what you're paying to see. <laughs> I, well, I actually like that. I, I can't stand a hero who's invincible. I like a hero who gets uh, suffers from the pain. So when they were hitting him with the bats, and he's, you can tell I was getting a lot from that scene. Like, I was getting, like, he's, he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I shouldn't be, you know, down this much. And the whole audio and visuals just fall, like, to try to put you into that perspective every one of these shots is hurting Wolverine uh, then it just takes a left turn and he's invincible again <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean what can you do <laughs> there's a great scene where Wolverine um, has to get to the tower to save the girl and all those uh, ninjas are shooting him in the back and I think they got like ropes or, or, or cable attached to them and then they fire that poison arrow and he fi- finally falls unconscious yeah and, and that's visually he's literally like running up to a damsel in distress in a tower and i found that really like an awesome bit of uh cinematography yeah and it's really showcases like how much i I guess the idea is they're putting forward like this guy will never give up he'll just keep going and it's going to take an entire army to put him down you know Uh, but but the whole scene was ruined because the next scene yukio just comes up to the tower on a bike and then just walks right up just like well why didn't she just go that why didn't wolverine just go that way you know yeah exactly (laughs) Um, I want to talk for a moment about Wolverine's claws. Now, this is... um, They get cut off by the giant silver adamantium samurai. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's the old man in there. Would you be able to cut off Wolverine's claws? Do you think that's even possible? Well, yeah. Wasn't he adamantium? Like, I heard iron sharpens iron, so I guess the idea is only adamantium can hurt Wolverine. And it was heated up and everything, so I guess they studied him and knew exactly what to do. Yeah, so I guess you could decapitate him in theory with that blade as well. So I don't know why you wouldn't just do something like that. Yeah. The whole stealing immortality from him, I found that um, the biggest stretch for me. Yeah, I had um, no idea what was going on there. (laughs) Yeah, cutting off the claws and then you drill into the adamantium. That's got nothing to do with his, like, mutant power. Because that's just his bones have been replaced by metal. He so, didn't take all. A lot of people said, "Oh yeah, Wolverine doesn't have an exoskeleton anymore." No, he that he only took a little bit of it, from what I understood, or cut 
off his claws and then use that to drill into him to get to his power so maybe he didn't take any adamantium from him at all like maybe he's just trying to sap his life force or his mutant ability because at the end when he goes through the metal detector and magneto even stopping him with his powers he's obviously still has metal in him yes yeah. Now in the comic books, it's good you mentioned Magneto because in the comic books and in, in I think in some of the TV stuff, I don't know. Um, Wolverine loses all the metal from his body. It's ripped from him by Magneto, right? Yep. And so it's pulled from all of his bones and um, comes out of every kind of pore of his skin and stuff, and and is taken from him. And then he has bone, you know, claws and stuff again, mm. um, like the time before he uh, was ever injected with adamantium. And, um, you know, after that happens, you know, Sabretooth breaks his claws and there's lots of other iconic stuff. You know, he becomes a lot more feral looking and yeah. stuff in the comic books. And um, I thought that was really awesome. So I thought then this is the way they're going with this now is to have him go back to Bone Claws, you know, for the next film and stuff like that. Um, but I found it really compelling when it's done in the comic books with Magneto literally ripping the metal from him yep and in in this how it's just kind of cut off and then the drilling in and stuff for me if the viper doctor knew that you could sap his life force and suppress it by doing something with his heart why wouldn't the same be true of taking his life force doing something with his heart you know yeah it felt weird to me that they were drilling into the claws maybe someone will explain this far better than i yeah but drilling into the claws and then kind of absorbing something electrically or whatever he was doing, you know, it didn't really seem like a thing to me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The science behind it was completely lost on me. The The villain, the robot v- samurai villain at the end, I guess he's half machine or whatever, um, you mm-hmm. didn't see much of him. Like, uh, you didn't see him fight much. It's just him and Wolverine. I thought what would have been better is if all those ninjas who stopped Wolverine from getting into the tower were utilised. Like, because the boyfriend or... Jeez, oh, I can't remember his name. Like, the guy who switched sides... Um, the archer guy yeah the archer guy because he's he's now a good guy helping out wolverine and uh yukio uh wouldn't it be better if he called on his ninjas and they all fight that way it would have been cool to see the power of you know this robot samurai yeah they seem to kill off characters pretty easily like um they got rid of him and then they do that classic comic book thing where they have two fights going on at once and one of them's a girl fight because the two girls fighting isn't interesting enough to just watch that. You have to watch that, you know, intercut with Wolverine fighting. Yeah. Yeah, so they managed, you know, managed to get rid of her as well. And <laughs> I don't know. It, um, no Stan Lee cameo either, which was interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. I yeah. Didn't, you didn't see one, did you? No. Uh, maybe if we Google it, he was in the background or something. I don't know. At maybe. The <laughs> maybe. Look, I love the last scene, the in credits scene, two years later at the airport. Trask Industries sets up, you know, that uh, Trask is the villain. He's played by Peter Dinklage mm-hmm. in the uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, great to see Magneto and Xavier obviously working together. You wouldn't trust me. You're not the only one with gifts, you know. Just enough to set up the film. I think it was excellently executed. Yeah, well said. I completely agree. It makes me so excited to watch the next one. And in fact, I still haven't seen First Class. 
Ah, well, you will have to watch that, sir, before we get to the next one because yeah. all those characters are back, and including um, Jennifer Lawrence, who won the Academy Award. So, you know, yeah, here we that'll go. be good. <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, that'll wrap up this episode of uh, The Wolverine. The next one we're going to have up is uh, Pacific Rim. But all in between, we're having uh, Pod Me If You Can TV. It's our YouTube channel, and um, you can find it at www.podmeifyoucan.com. You can find Facebook. You can find everything there. The, the YouTube clips are unique in that we're doing uh, DVDs that we can find with your favorite stars in obscure roles. Um, you probably won't have heard of them. They're, uh, they're hard to find titles. And so we do these little five-minute videos. And, um, yeah, uh, check them out. Like it if you like us. And um, shoot us a comment. As always, we take recommendations at the Facebook page. So if there's a film that's coming out soon and you think we should discuss it, just like The Wolverine has been discussed today, drop us a line on Facebook. And uh, Lloyd, until next time, all the best.